everybody. This is Dario Hunt from Movement Life Fearless. Welcome back to another one of our podcasts, The Fearless Show. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Darius Walker. Say what up to everybody. What's up, everybody? Artist D. Walker here. Dario, about to chop it up. Got some special guests. Uh, reoccurring, you know, Junior Junior. This time we have both of them joining us. So this is... Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Josh, everyone. Hello. I'm Daniel. Daniel's, Daniel's the new one. Daniel is the new one. So, I mean, you know, Daniel, if you want to introduce yourself a bit since, you know, you weren't here last time to, to the audience and everything. Uh, well, I'm the other half of Junior Junior. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, we're on the opposite. I'm like the yin to Josh's name. Okay. <laughs> we're very opposites in a lot of ways but also it's like this fusion so but it works definitely works you can hear the music it does work he was kind of describing it like that um maybe actually give give us your perspective on um combining with him to create junior junior because he gave his like side of the story meeting up with you maybe you could tell your side yeah um i always well, when we when we met, I was starting to record my own stuff, uh, almost finishing it, like to to the point where I could like do a whole um, record a whole album and feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he liked the idea of joining with someone that could do that, um, and to like kind of grow along in his own producing skills because he had that going as well. Um, and I was super excited. And I played kind of a little bit of everything, and that's what Josh did, a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, and as you can see from my room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> but, yeah. Piano, bass, you know. Like, <laughs> Saxophone. I don't say like, a little bit of everything, but a great deal of nothing at the same time. Because uh, you wouldn't want me to be like a session player, but, uh, but I can make you some piece of art out of whatever you give me. You know, that's how I always feel. I feel comfortable in that way. But... Um, so yeah, I think he, I would guess that he talked about me being able to do a lot of that stuff and we both kind of had no egos, but I really felt like, um, Josh had a really, a a strength with his lyrics that, that I, uh, was hoping to learn a lot about and he's just a really good lyricist and he's a lot smarter than me. (laughs) Oh, that's not true. And there's, there's just so many different kinds of intelligence. You know what I mean? That's true. But I liked his intelligence was different than mine. And I feel like even that was a great fusion. Mm. Um, but, and then it was a lot of um, his business savvy, which I just sorely lacked because I, I had a band too. And I had played music pretty much as long as Josh had, but just probably toured like one one hundredth of what he toured. You know, yeah. I played like little gigs around Detroit um, and had a decent following mm-hmm. or anywhere else. Um, and just didn't know how to book a show, didn't know how to like negotiate a contract, didn't have a label, didn't have a booking agent, didn't have a manager. So really connecting with him and learning that side of it, how to promote yourself um, without without being an ass, you know, like yeah. how to how to like learn how to talk about yourself. Um, and be, you know, sell yourself without it being a weird thing, you know, just yeah. it being a thing. So I think he brought a lot of that element um, that was pretty significant to why we 
had success beyond the fact that I think we were making better music together, um, you know, than maybe we were apart, you know. So, yeah, and, and you're in Detroit, right? While he's in LA, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not downtown Detroit. I'm actually, like, outside Detroit. Okay. Detroit. But, yeah, so we're, we're far apart. <laughs> we're still managing to figure it out, you know? Yeah, so, um, so I mean, we talked about a lot about kind of stuff you guys were working on last time, and it was the Swish EP that was coming out. Uh, we just played, I think, Round Ball Rock was the one that just dropped, and now the entire thing is out, right? Yeah. So what is the what do you think the general response has been to the project so far? Uh, I mean, I think it's quirky. It's just one of those things where, like, if you're into basketball, you think it's kind of fun, and in in uh, the merch and the vinyl looking like a basketball, all that stuff's pretty cool. Yeah, um, very cool. Thing, you know, it's kind of like uh, we we realize that this is like uh, something that's not for everybody. But I think the people that love basketball and uh, and there's a lot of crossover between basketball fans and music fans. But um, mm. I think they they see it as like a really like a cool kind of like a side project, something you would do just to like that you've kind of always had in the back of your mind. You know? Yeah. Um, but then we actually pulled it off. Uh, so it's, it's been good, you know. Uh, I just had um, the song Vertical, uh, you know, the video came out and the, the CMO of the Bucks retweeted it. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, love, I love their whole team. And I love, he's like, he's a really creative dude. And like, he was part of like changing their uh, jersey designs, which I thought were amazing. And, um, Anyway, he's gotten us into games before, but like he like sees something like that and is like, oh yeah, this is exactly like, this is like what I could see them doing because he knows that we love basketball and we're always mm-hmm. trying to win the Bucks games when we're in town. Yeah. And I think, I think also it's like for me, I want to focus in the next few years on just like trying to use music to bring different kinds of people together. Because I think that like in our current, in the current version of our country, everyone's like got their own very specific pull of, of like everything that they pay attention to. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're doing like, you know, the uh, commingling of uh, like, like basketball and music don't have to be separate. So it's really fun just to be able to like make something for basketball fans who like music mm-hmm. or like our music or our fans who like basketball, whatever way you want to like, it's just cool. It's like, to me, there's different people talking about it. Like the, um, the Detroit free press interviewed me and was asking about like, you know, if it was just like a marketing ploy to like be able to sell like basketball champion brand basketball merch. And I was like, no, like, but, but at least it was different people talking about stuff. So that was cool to me. Yeah. That's interesting take though. I like how you guys package the bundles and everything though. That was really nice. Smooth rollout. Thanks. I mean, I thought it was like a genius idea, especially around, you know, with the whole COVID thing and then basketball going away, all sports going away, and then bounce back in the bubble and everything. So everybody's kind of focused on that again and looking for those outlets. I thought it was like a perfect like opportunity to kind of cross over with the, the music and everything like that. And and 
I told him before, like I love round ball rock. Like we, we even talked about that being the coolest thing ever to hear it on like NBI on TNT sometime or something like that. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we should get like a hashtag for, for Shaq to. Yeah. We got to get this. Got to <laughs> add Shaq. You got to get your fans to add Shaq <laughs> or something. Cause I mean, like you said, we had uh black eyed peas. If black eyed peas can get a song uh, as NBA finals, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure you guys could get, could get one of those songs uh, as for the NBA finals at some point, you know? Mm. I was I was talking to a, talking to a friend in the in the film business, and I realized that having vertical in uh, Space Jam Two would actually be that would be amazing. Oh yeah, that would be the coolest thing. That would definitely be it. Yeah. All right, and I love that. That's like probably my favorite song too on the EP. Not to say Miss you, Miss you. I I love that because that was like the most it's your original. So yeah, yeah. I just I just enjoy that a lot. All right, we're gonna have to get our community on it. We're gonna have like at King James or something, you know. Yeah, for real. Yeah. You can still get I know Space I, they're they're looking for music for sure. Cause like I know people who are trying to write stuff for for it. Yeah. Um so I was just like, hey, by the way, you should tell them that this song already exists. And, you know. <laughs> right. It's ready to go. Yeah, it's ready. So like we said, basketball's back and um, you know, we made some predictions. This was just to start the the bubble. I don't think playoffs have even started yet, you know. Um, Joshua there predicted, was it Giannis or the Clippers? I can't remember which one you said was going to win. I said it would be in the finals, and I said that the Bucks would win. I was they were, I was so right. <laughs> Both of your teams are out. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw it out there that we, me and Doris both predicted that LeBron James will once again reach the NBA Finals and win it. He hasn't won it yet, but he, he hasn't won it. his ticket to the NBA Finals. So, but yeah, I well, mean, he played his best game in their last game too. So yeah. it's, I cannot fucking believe he's been playing for seventeen years. He's so yeah, he's good like still. He's very so obviously crazy. the best player on the court. <laughs> And that's what's crazy about it is how yeah. old. it really doesn't make sense that he how like he's still playing at this level that he is with all the minutes and everything else that that's still going on. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was so confident that Kawhi, you know, was gonna take that mantle. But I gotta say, you know, just always next year, always next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just gonna <laughs> we have a big, big window there. So the Clippers, man. But Paul George really did like he he really disappeared. I mean, he froze, choked. What was he injured? No, no, nah, he always plays like that. Yeah, he, that's my thing. Is <laughs> I'm not surprised because he's always come up short and played small in big moments. So it's not like you know this was unheard of. It's more like Kawhi right. going one for eleven the entire second half was more of a surprise, I think, than. Yeah, basically when Kawhi gave up with like three minutes left in the third quarter, it kind of just looked like <laughs> I was like, wait, this is game seven, right? Like <laughs> you guys got plenty of time. Where's the energy, guys? Like <laughs> I, not I, just ass- I just assumed that they had so many other good scorers on the you know? So like, everybody Williams is so good and like yeah. I don't know. Can, like, Come on, man. Ever, after he came back from, from uh, Atlanta and Magic City, he just was never the same. <laughs> just That's never the same. Yep. So do we have some more predictions? We have game six, three, two, Miami, Boston. How do you think this series is gonna gonna play out? 
I personally picked Boston Celtics and LA like reigniting the rivalry. So I'm going to just rock with that still, even though they're down one. They were down 3 1, right? It was 3 1. Yeah, it was 3 1. Now it's 3 2. Back in this this year's playoffs, which would be make it like four of them, three of them or something. It'd be three. Yeah, that'd be nice. The Heat kind of do have like a 2004 Piston vibe. Like, granted, I think Jimmy Butler is better than anyone on the Piston. Like, Jimmy Butler is better than Chauncey was then. Although. He's not a better shooter. Rashid Rashid was better than Adebayo. But still, it's just like a team of dudes who are all pretty pretty good and like trying really hard. Seems like they like each other. Seems like they're like a team, you know? I don't know. Dragic. I'd be scared to play them. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, did. that's actually that's fair. <laughs> I did originally, you know, uh, Boston, but I'm not, I'm not super confident right now in that pick. I don't know if they can keep that up for two game, th- two, well, three games straight now. I don't know if that they can carry that over, but I think they got the fire lit under their butt a little bit. I think they kind of were walking into this thinking they had more talent and that it shouldn't be as hard as it is. And they're just getting – they're getting outbeat just like every time they feel like they get a good moment. Because they get like Miami has too many X factors. You know, you have Tyler Hero coming out of nowhere and scoring 37 points. Yeah, that's – Out insane. of the blue. Like – Yeah. Who but they that? lost in the game, right? Wasn't that the game they lost? No, they Miami won that game. Oh, they won that game. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah. That's why. Because so, Jimmy Butler wasn't scoring. That no, was crazy. He hasn't been scoring much this whole series. That's what's insane. Yeah. Um, I heard like Bill Simmons predict now that like Tyler Harrow is going to be like a like an All NBA player, and I'm a, I'm a little hesitant to go that. Something breaks, you know how. Yeah. <laughs> Every eye has their once. I mean, people predicted Paul George would be one of the best players on the planet after he went to Miami and took him to game six, you know? So it's like, you never know, like, if it's just a one-off or how are they going to progress? I like to let players get a couple years and leave before we start saying, like, they're the, you know, next great thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he just got his name out there. Let's, <laughs> let's pump his brakes a little bit. Because you got to wait. Because now – Everybody knows what he can do. So the next year, people are going to focus on him more than at any other time before. Like, people aren't like – he's not even – he's barely on scouting report. He's on there, but he's not the main focus. So now, like – And that's, that's from a kid who hasn't played in the big stadiums yet. That's like, not – That was a big moment without an audience. The so I'll, I'll let him have that big – you know, I don't think he's going to do that with everybody yelling at him. There is a lot less pressure when you're not on the road, you know, game six, game seven, like must win. Yeah, like it's it's a whole different different feeling for sure. So I don't know. But I'm not mad at it. I kinda like the bubble. You get some some weird things happening that I don't think we would have ever gotten before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. I think it's it's been fun. I like that the games are so fast, you know, like like there's no oh, like yeah. waiting four days between. I mean, when I really first fun. came back for the playoffs, it was like, like five games a day or something like that. It was insane. Yeah, it was kind of exhausting. <laughs> I thought it was so fun, yeah. yeah. 
He's kind of like an NBA buff. He just puts the NBA like at. Uh, it's so terrible, so I stopped buying it. But uh, we can watch like every game for every team. Mm. Oh, yeah, I still have that. League pass. Yeah, league pass. That's what it is. Yeah, it felt like a league pass situation. Like, um, <laughs> They're just flooding you with everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I was surprised. I mean, like, I did not I, – I thought Utah was going to be as good as they are. They were, but I did not think Denver was going to play as good as they played. Like, that was wild. And I did not think Miami was capable of getting to the final. So, yeah, I don't know, a lot of surprises. I didn't see Miami coming. Denver, I knew they were a good team, but I didn't think – first of all, I didn't think Jamal Murray was going to score 50 points, 40 points, 40 points, 39 points in, like, one, one series. And then yeah. I didn't expect the Clippers to kind of shit the bed like they did. So – and Porter Jr. is playing better than I thought he would in the play or played better in the playoffs than I thought he would. Like he didn't seem scared. No, he seemed- he's definitely. I mean, there's a lot of. If anything, a lot of the younger stars got a chance to kind of shine for sure. More yeah. than I think they would have in a regular situation. Yeah, they're going to be killer in the next two three years. Man. They yeah, don't have to. Scary. They have Bowl Bowl still, who hasn't didn't even play in the playoffs. Yeah, but in the like two minutes at the end when they first came in though. I seen him. Yeah, he got some PT. Yeah, he counting two minutes. Yeah, it was awesome. It was nice. <laughs> Philadelphia was like exactly what I thought they'd be. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I think. We, a, I think we the process. <laughs> the process is, is over. Like. Well, they screwed up. They, I mean, they had so many like high picks, and they wasted a lot of them. If you like, if you look back, first of all, they traded up to pick Fultz. Um, and then they bailed on it before he even <laughs> played. Like, they took um, they took Okafor and uh, and um, Embiid, like, oh, wow. within three oh, years of each other. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you don't re-sign Jimmy. Right. Oh, yeah, that was the big one. And now, look, yeah. <laughs> you don't re-sign Jimmy, then you max out Tobias Harris, and then you basically pay like 60 million for uh, a very old Al Horford, you know? <laughs> this was definitely like a, like a, a Stan Van Gundy screwed everyone because like Tobias Harris is like a Stan Van Gundy guy. And he totally, you know, and then Reggie Jackson <laughs> goes out to the Clippers and like totally fucks up in one game. Like, <laughs> uh, we can't have Plus Marcus Morris. That is my high school, you yeah, know, that, that's who came up playing with. So I can't, I can't have too much. Honest, they should have played Reggie more instead of Paul George. I guarantee you they would have beat the Nuggets. <laughs> I have a theory that every, like in every game I've ever watched Reggie Jackson play, he always looks more exhausted than everyone else. And I don't know whether it's because he's like working harder or what? But like he's always sweating more. My dog, he's man, he's working hard. Aggression. He's working hard out there for for the Pistons. It's the little things you don't see. It's the little thing. Yeah, you don't. It doesn't show up on the stat sheet. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the first game he played for the Pistons, man, he literally was so exhausted that he was like hunched over, and they were like trying to help him breathe. Do you remember this? <laughs> Look, I'll tell you a story about Reggie. I remember in high school. This is when he was a sophomore before his growth spurt. I was in track, right? And Reggie was a triple jumper and a, and a long jumper. 
and uh, we were outside and it was raining and stuff and like he was so like lazy and trash he like decided once he got in the finals if he got up a certain level like he didn't really need to jump anymore so it was like yeah now I'm cool and like I beat him in that like event but then he became a junior and he grew like three or four inches over the summer and then it was a wrap and then he just like his first dunk was between the legs and now he's in the NBA <laughs> but, but I remember one time when Reggie was crashing everything and he just got bigger and then he started he was lazy though he didn't take it serious because he had natural athletic ability for a while I think that and he was just like all of a sudden better it was crazy yeah no I think that's the knock on if you watch him he looks like he's not trying hard he looks like he's kind of not pushing himself and he's kind of got a smooth way that he plays so Maybe that's just how he is. Not every guy has to like look he's like just really good. Like he's just really good. So I, I mean, mean, he's always he's always had like a kind of a nonchalant type of essence yeah. to his game. But you know, high school and college, he'll be nonchalant, and score thirty. You know, and it's like, damn, like he didn't look like you going that hard. But yeah, I remember summer league because I'm like a nerd and I watch all the summer league games. So mm-hmm. like five years ago, maybe. You, you know, you buy it for like ten bucks, and then you can watch all the games. He uh, he just killed the Pistons when he was at OKC, and I think he scored like forty in a summer league game. I was like, this guy is amazing. <laughs> and then you know, three years later, he was on our team. But mm. I was kind of nervous when he joined the Clippers, to be honest. I was like, oh, he could be a problem in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> against LeBron and them. I was like, dang, Reggie to give some of them some time off and him just with all the energy, like just to get his hard minutes, like five minutes in the game. With them. I could see that being a problem. I just think so many of these teams were constructed last second with throwing, and then they just didn't play that much together, you know? Yeah. So, like, I think that's the wild card for all these teams. They just didn't have a – they weren't gelling at all. If you rest- Load management. <laughs> so much. Right, and then they had to be off for months, and then came back, and they just just didn't play enough together, in my opinion. I think that's why LeBron still manages to get there over everybody else, because even when he gets like brand new players, a brand new team, everybody has to buy in to the culture basically that's there. Like, there's no there's no days off basically. Like, there's no load management. Like, it's either you get in line or you're you're not going to be there for too much longer. You know. And I feel like Lakers, Clippers, everybody Lakers, was just kind of doing their own thing. Lakers were practicing the whole time, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all in L.A. Like, they had a fun vibe. They were, were like actually practicing at this, at this, at this like, guy's uh, – this guy's got, like, a like a gym in Beverly Hills or something. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, actually holding, like, regular practices when they weren't supposed to. So, I don't know. LeBron's like Bill Belichick, man. You don't <laughs> – Got to get that edge. Everybody, everybody's got a role to play. Like yeah. you got to, you got to mad. You got to fit in the pieces. You know, like yeah, Bill Belichick. You got to run them, your routes. You know, you know, them, like, you know. They call him Legium. Legium. <laughs> I actually heard that this is going to be this is going to be a little uh, conspiracy theory. So you know, you can cut this if you want. But I heard um, there's a girl that I'm friends with in LA who's an artist, like visual painter. All right, and starting already. She, Very interesting. She went to high school with LeBron. And 
she said that he had a girlfriend and that senior year that girl left and no one has heard from her since no one's talked to her she's not on any social media and so there was a rumor at the school that she got pregnant and then something bad happened (laughs) (laughs) wow he's dark wow i didn't know where that was going but (laughs) <laughs> that can make it that can make an interesting podcast just in and of itself you know like a serial like how deep does this rabbit hole go yeah no yeah. ron's like the family man you know what i mean that's the thing that would that would be a shocker because he's like clean man of like his greatest accomplishment is going 17 years as a well yeah even longer since he was 16 years old, going back yeah. till now with no major scandals, no any blemish, like really on his, his if your biggest blemish is the, the decision. Like, getting a Hummer in high school. Insane. Yeah. His biggest scandal was getting a Hummer in high school. <laughs> no, the decision, that was his biggest scandal. <laughs> Hummer, that was the biggest scandal in his basketball career. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's really, really cool how, um, how Willingly and like vocally, he's about social justice issues because you know historically, like that's been like look at Colin Kaepernick. You know, like uh, I think it's awesome that he's doing that. Like, Another he, one that only the only University of Nevada with me. Oh yeah, yep, nice. I mean, I feel I feel bad for him because he like he should have been like like Matt Stafford went out for the Lions last year, and it was like, Kaepernick was better than everyone we had. I mean, he they should just, have been in the league. Denver just signed, um, Frank Gabbert, is that him? Or, who am I thinking of? Oh, God. The guy from the Jacksonville Jags, the year that they, <laughs> uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Gabbert? Gabbert, yeah. Okay, well, they just signed him when their quarterback got hurt. So it's like, what are we really doing here? Like, we're not signing the best available players anymore. Like, are you kidding? Oh, no, not Gabbert. It was uh, Blake Bortles. They signed Blake Bortles. Bortles, right. And it's like, what are we really doing here? Like, let's not act like, oh, he can't play, but you're signing Blake Bortles. (laughs) That's your (laughs) What are we talking about, you know? This guy only went to a Super Bowl. I mean, I hope that... I hope that uh, that Nike, like Nike, he's still got a Nike endorsement. Oh yeah, like he's still yeah, yeah. Able yeah. to make money. That, that would be. He's not. He's not hurting. He did sign a ninety million dollar contract before the league blackballed him. So it's not like he's. It's not like he, you know, is bankrupt or anything. It's just. It's just. It's just a joke for them to act like he's not in the league because he can't play in the league anymore. You know. Right. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. It's it's a, it's both. It's both like I don't want to work for the place that's still fucked up for the reasons that, like, you know, I kind of got, like, outcast in the first place. I mean, what's crazy is that now, you know, they have it all all on the field. They have it on the helmets. They have it on the field. They have a scoreboard. They have commercials for it. They have, like, and it's like, while the guy who basically started the whole movement is not even in the league anymore, like, and not because he can't play, like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Didn't the commissioner have, he had, like, like a sit-down with the, um, Uncomfortable conversations with the black man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, Emmanuel Acho Ocho. Okay. Um, but he talked about it and he's like, yeah, 
It's like basically whoever the commissioner's name is, I can't think of him. Goodell. 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 Just like yeah, we made a big mistake. We were wrong about all that, and it's just like. <laughs> you say that now, but like you messed up so many things, and now all these fans and people are like brainwashed. They're not going to come out of it like you came out of it. You know, mm. uh, it's just it's unreal. I think a lot of the owners in the NFL are like they seem like like actually bad dudes. You know, like it's like the like that Sterling owner of the Clippers. <laughs> like he was a terrible dude, and then they were like, you got to get out of the league. You know, and like it seems like there's multiple NFL owners who are that bad. Uh, I mean, what's his name? Dan Gilbert of the Redskins? Let's or the Washington. Dan, 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 Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. Dan Gilbert's Cleveland. My bad. But he's yeah. a good owner too. But Dan, Dan Snyder. Yeah, like come on, man. Also, like uh, Robert Kraft got arrested for prostitution before the Super Bowl. Well, uh, I, I will put. I will say. <laughs> <laughs> He is old, you know, and he he got a happy ending. I can't be too mad at him for that. Like you're an old no, guy, I'm, like all right, like whatever, man. I'm just saying, if you're if you're an old guy like that and you get caught doing something, then that means that I don't know. I just feel like he's he's, he's you know, like Al Davis seemed creepy. His son seems creepy. The Raiders owner, <laughs> Jerry Jones seems like, like a creep. Got the uh, like the bowl cut like right here then it goes like straight <laughs> like it's amazing <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Jones seems like a creep too. yeah uh, they're just old ways, man. or like notorious Nazis they still own the Lions yeah it's you have an old old generation owning like a team of young basically minority players because like 70% of the league is minority like come on like it's always gonna look weird and yeah. it's just like people are actually just speaking up more about it now than ever, which is, it's a good thing. Like make people uncomfortable. Like they have no choice but to acknowledge it now. It only took them three years plus a whole worldwide movement for them to actually be like, yeah, we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now that I see all this noise on the outside of my house, people protesting, using yeah. the exact same words he used. Yeah, I guess like, I Please don't come for the NFL. Like, basically, don't come for the NFL. Like, hey, don't don't walk away from the NFL either. Like, you know, can't lose our players. Like, so it's like, you know, they got to do what they got to do. I mean, it's just like the NCAA when, like, for basketball, they they changed all the rules where players can, like, enter with the agent now and uh, you get paid, like, a certain amount and all this just because players were just starting to skip the NCAA altogether. So now they have to, like – actually change their system like and they act like they do it out of altruism when reality is just you're losing literally all of your money if you don't do this who, who was the guy that that had to sit out the season on memphis this year um wiseman james wiseman yeah something like that yeah and that was like so, so, his family what six years ago when he wasn't even a coach or an agent or a scout or anything like yeah it's ridiculous. Well, there's talks that the Pistons are gonna are gonna pick him. Uh, so I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for him. But I feel I feel you know like if he would have played this season, he probably would, would be in the top three, right? I think he's still he's still top three. Should be. But uh, anything can happen. This is gonna be a weird draft, man. I think is Lamelo in this draft? Yeah. yeah. Mel's in there. I think he's going first. 
He's yeah, he's kind of well, he's up there. I think uh, the guy from Georgia is a lot of people's first pick. Uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised with Mel because he's a point guard and he's like six seven and he's actually got point guard skills, whereas that guy's just a straight scorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wiseman. I feel like to get in the NBA and just like not, not be as dominant because he's not as big as he's not as much bigger than uh, you know. In college, it's such a like if you're seven one, you can leap like that. You just can jump over people. Yeah, playing against little kids, he, he can't. He's got no post moves. Not in the same way that like I even think Precious, the guy, his like teammate, had better post moves. Mm. Forget his last name, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm nervous about Wiseman, man. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, but I'm not like like I think that what we're seeing in, in the NBA playoffs is that like big men actually do have a place. Like Adebayo is like really important, and Dwight Howard and Davis are really important, right? He's skilled. So like that's why like Wiseman is like you know he could he could eventually be be that. Even uh, even Phoenix was such a surprise and. DeAndre Ayton's, like, really good. He's, like, ah, he seems like he could be really legit. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like you said, it's it's a weird draft this year. Who knows um, what's going to happen? There's, like, no camps. There's no, you know, real workouts. Like, when's the NBA season going to start again? You know, when, like, it's, like, it's there's no Chicago combine anymore. There's no, like, uh, senior year tournaments and stuff. Like, if I was a kid coming out, it would be – I don't know, it'd be tough. It'd be tough to come out this year and try to end in the draft if you weren't, like, already a super high, highly recruited prospect, you know? Yeah. No summer league? That's crazy. Right. I know, that's crazy, yeah. Like, how are you going to see these kids? Like, if the season starts in January, if they'll do, like, a winter league, like, over the holidays or something, yeah. it'd be sweet. I mean, yeah, who, who knows? Yeah. But I still got LeBron winning it this year, going for four, four and six. Ten is crazy. Four and six is crazy. Yeah. Four and six is crazy. He's got, I mean, he's got to beat Miami if Miami is in, right? I mean, Boston, I, it would just, to be three and seven, man, it's just not going to, he's going to hear that forever. Yeah. I don't fun. think. Yeah. Oh, he's aware. Uh, he's very aware. Yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, but look at it this way. I know we're thinking, like, KCP and all of them made that nice, but, like, outside of, like, Jimmy Butler, like, Tyler Hero's not a clutch player. He's a new kid. Yeah. And then we got, you know, I guess Dragic. I basically, him and Rondo are the same to me. Yeah. I don't I don't think – I basically feel like they can't – No, playoff Rondo is a different – he changes the game completely. He's had a really good play. I was saying, yeah, I mean, but I'm giving Dragic, I guess, a little bit more no, credit. I don't ever put Dragic and playoff Rondo in the same conversation. Like, it's playoff Rondo is a very that. real thing. There's no playoff Dragic. But look at that. Rondo is in the second team. He's not a starter. Dragic is starting. That's because he, he has Bron. So when Bron takes a break, Ronda runs the team. I'm not saying it as a bad thing. What I'm saying is the Lakers should roll Miami because their best players aren't as good as the Lakers' second best players. Let's be honest. They should roll it. Miami, Boston, who, whoever they play, they should roll them because 
the size is a problem. They're no way to guard big. Anthony Davis. Like, period. They're gonna have the best players in the series. Yes, so, they have the, yeah. by far the two best players, and their defense has actually been super impressive. Like, yeah, like really good. Like, whoa, yeah. And KCP has always been a good defender, and Dwight Howard looks kind of awesome right now. That's, to be honest, I know you you love Rondo. It sounds like you really love Rondo. And Rondo's good. He was really good in Boston, but I really thought Rondo and Dwight Howard were just going to be bust signings because they were just, oh, these are LeBron's buddies. They're older. You know, Dwight Howard could have flopped and no one would be surprised. I don't love Rondo. I love playoff Rondo, though. There's like two different players, like night and day almost. Yeah, maybe you felt confident he was going to step up. But, like, those two players are just – they're doing so much better than I think a lot of people expected. Yeah. Dwight, I'm definitely pleasantly surprised that he yeah. turned his talk back. He's like looking like young Dwight again. Yeah, looking like young Dwight and actually fitting in with his team. He's not right. like forcing anything. He's just going with whatever flow of the game is. He does exactly what they need. He gets a double-double in 15 minutes. Like, I'm <laughs> no. very surprised, and I'm, I'm happy to see it. Like, Gets Jokic back you know, like. I was kind of confident because he, for a player that was like as high as he was to like humble himself and then take like league minimum and then know like this is his last chance. I figured he would kind of take it as seriously as he has. And yeah. it's also the LeBron effect. Like you can't take that. You can't like come in half ass and you can't be bullshit. And like, you know, like yeah. I think if he was on Clippers, I don't think you would see this type of Dwight as you see. Like he lost a lot of weight too. He looks like he's just lighter. You know, oh, yeah. he's moving. Like he's guarding guards out there. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's good. And that is, yeah. he's gonna get paid again now for this. Just off of this run. Yeah. Well, Jesus, he was about to be a sports retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Kuzma would be better. Honestly, I really did. Everyone did. But he's only been a scorer. Like, and if he's not making shots, he doesn't really give you anything else, even for his size. Like, he's a terrible defender. Like. He should be and up. he has a little bit of that like awkwardness as a scorer, but it's not like his own style. So I don't I don't know if he's like ever gonna be a great, great player. Yeah. Do you think they would have been better off letting the Pelicans take Kuzma and keeping Josh Hart? No. Because I think not Kate Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Maybe Ingram. Oh, Ingram. The Ingram was probably like the only reason that deal happened because he was like I think he was the best player in that deal, right? Yeah. I mean, Lonzo was the most deal. upside for sure. He was better than Lonzo. But also, it's like, yeah, he needs the ball. So it's like, it's hard to play with Bron if you, if you need the ball to score. Like, if you need the one on one dribble, like, unless you're like Kyrie, Bron's not really passing it off too much for dudes to just go one on one and score. Like, you need to be able to score in other ways. Mm. Not he really, he really, he had incredible foresight partnering with Anthony Davis. I mean, that's like, it really is a perfect combination. Everybody's like, I don't see how it's going to work. Well, <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's working. Like, what do you mean LeBron's going to be a point guard? Ha! He only led like, the league in assists. The, the best passer of all time? Like, <laughs> all he said, he's more like Magic Johnson than Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. Michael Jordan person just, first of all, they're totally different players and body builds and everything, but <clears throat> he just does everything. Like, he could play center like Magic did. It's yeah. first year. Also, just the knowledge of the game is insane. Like, what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. 
just yeah, magic, but just like twenty times more athletic and can score at any point in time when he wants to. Yeah. Like blocking somebody at the basket and then sprinting for the fast break layup. <laughs> In year 17, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, he put totally, on him. He might, be the, he might be the most dedicated player ever, right? Like, just in terms of, like, keeping himself healthy. I would say yes. I mean, spends a million plus every, every I think it's two million recovery and training and all that other stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Most players don't do that, for sure. Like, not at that level. I don't even think Jordan did, right? Like, he, Jordan was kind of like, he, like, would party and gamble and stuff. Yeah, Jordan didn't care. Jordan would, like, he didn't even have that much, like, muscle. Like, he didn't start working out for a couple of years, even when he was in the league, like, to put on, like, like muscle weight. He was, like, maybe, like, 210, 205, like. Yeah, was, so like LeBron's two, 250, like, two, you know, on a light day. That's so <laughs> that's yeah, but I'm excited to see what happens. So we got to see uh, if these Celtics can actually force a game seven or not. But I really hope they can. I, I I do love the Celtics. Like I think Tatum and Brown are so fun, and Kemba has been playing. He's so fun. Yeah. For real. They just don't. They don't have. You know, like I think Tice is just like not enough. They need like if they had kept if they had kept Horford. That's why I said it would have helped. It would have been really good in this series because Bam is just rolling and dunking everything. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And also, how the hell is Miami so good at picking talent? Like, all of their draft picks are panning out, and then there's like their their unsigned free agents are like also playing really well. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was basketball. And not only that, like, they have a culture unlike any other place. Like, it's not like players don't come in and run the organization. You come in and you, like, mold to their culture or you're not going to be around long. Like, it's, there's no there's no other way. Like, other players go, you know, bad organizations and they just basically run it to the ground or run it however they want. Whereas you go to Miami, you just you got to fit. Even Braun had to fit in when he got to Miami, which is crazy. So it was like, no, nah, it's culture, for sure. I think also the Grizzlies surprised me this year. Like, even when they Jackson went down, they have, like, they have good young talent. They're, they're good though. It was like they're fun. John Morant is really, really good. I didn't think yeah. he was really that good. I would have liked to see him in the postseason more. Like that would have been really fun just to see his game because he's a pretty explosive player, like point guard. It's an understatement. He's like a he's like a taller peak. Taller Peyton Siva. Let me draft picks that just never play again. They're probably if you play pickup with them, you could probably burn everybody. But yeah. Well, what's funny is PNC is also like actually a really good homie of mine. And we've had this conversation about, you know, his NBA stint in Detroit and all that. He should have played. He was actually good when he played. Well, we don't play our young guys. So don't come here if you want to 
We don't play our young guys. <laughs> kind of blames Josh Smith for his downfall in his NBA career because he was there when Josh Smith was there and was shooting like 20% and like just they just blew that whole team up after that. Like it was just like, man, why would you pay this guy this much? And I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. He went from max to like a uh, vet minimum the very next contract. So it was it was a pretty bad run for him. <laughs> we had we had Charlie Villanueva at the same time too. Oh my god, that's nuts! That's a wild team. That's like a, <laughs> that's like pickup basketball. <laughs> oh man, that's like the guys left over at the wreck. Like you just walk in, all the teams are made up. Everybody's still up on the wall, and you're like, "Yo, y'all got the team yet?" Nah. All right. Uh, like <laughs> I remember, uh, I went to, I, I usually go to the opening game. And it was, you know, one of the second or third year with Charlie V on the team. And I went to the first game and he already sat out like half the game and was icing his back. And I'm just like, this is our, <laughs> yeah, it was like, he signed him and do you signed him and Ben Gordon? in one year as, as like, free agents. <laughs> that was a big, yeah. yeah. And I remember a fan was holding a sign that said, um, Charlie V is the key. And it had a key in the lock said NBA Finals. And I was oh, like, wow. Hell. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it, it is sad. It's sad, man, what happened to the Pistons organization. Like, it, you know, you kind of need a good Pistons organization that, in the NBA. It's like one of those teams, you know, historically. Yeah. Yeah, I want them to get back, but I don't know. I mean, hey, Denver finally came back around. <laughs> the Pistons can do it. I mean, I only took Denver, I don't know how long, but trust the process, man. Start tanking. 17 years. No, I'm just <laughs> it took it took since like Melo left. Yeah. So like what, 15, 14 well, years? We talked about this earlier. Like, if Detroit would have drafted Carmelo instead of... Oh, my God. Yeah. If, if they would have drafted... Yeah, we talked about that last time. That's you guys would have had a longer run than you did, for sure. You needed a score at the at those end of those years. Yeah. You did. It's the only... For LeBron, his whole career would have been different. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too, man. Who knows if we, we wouldn't have, like... He wouldn't... Actually, I mean, that one series where he scored, like, the last... 24 straight. He made the Pistons, he made the bad boy, the, the new bad boy Pistons look like girls at the end of the session. Yeah, being like a Pistons fan, you were like, somebody hack him. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, he's playing one on five and laying it in every time. <laughs> we had kind of given up by then, man. It was bad. Was that the Chris Webber team? Chris Webber on the Pistons? Yeah, yeah. I don't like that team. Whatever season was awesome. Hey, if you drafted Melo, you would have had size. You'd have somebody can actually guard him and can score on him any yeah. point in time. Like, yeah, if you guys would have had a score at the end of like those older players like run to carry them a little bit. For real, yeah, I think you guys had a nice little dynasty there instead of just going to two and then that's it. We have a history of just not taking the obvious pick. Like even two years ago, Donovan Mitchell, we all were like, sweet. We're going to take Donovan Mitchell. He's a total Detroit guy. Yeah. He played defense. He could be a star. And then we took Kennard. And it's like, 
a white kid from Duke? What are we doing? Like, <laughs> that was awful. That's going to play out great. <laughs> no, like, but, but it was, it's not like that was a hard pick to all, like all my friends sitting watching the draft. It was like, Oh, this is an easy pick. And we just, didn't do it. and then of course, Donovan Mitchell's probably more than what we even thought he would be. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's just the only reason to, the only reason to pick Kennard is the only reason to pick Kennard is if you have a good team, like he'd be good on the Lakers now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To fill in for sure. Great three point shooters. Just three you could be on Kyle Carver. Yeah. 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 I mean, for Detroit to have the o- to come out of the O three draft and to have taken Darko Milicic is <laughs> <laughs> as a Detroit fan that's got to hurt because you know you had Chris <laughs> Bosh, D Wade, LeBron, like uh, you have all these players, Carmelo, like and arguably the greatest draft class of all time. Yeah. And, you had, and you come out with Darko Milicic. You don't got to remind us, man. <laughs> they paid him a lot, too. He was like, he like messed up the salary cap. Hey, <laughs> like, but Darko does have a ring over Carmelo. <laughs> Ouch. It's the first year. Yeah, the first season. He never played. We called him the uh, human victory cigar. <laughs> <laughs> And like do the most ugly hook shot with like no grace, no touch. You'd be like, <laughs> and you were like, this guy can't even like. What do we? Who saw this guy and was like, he's got skill. Was it Dumars. Joe Dumars? Wasn't that one? <laughs> yeah. Joe Dumars. Dumars. I'm so sick of the size thing as a thing. Like it's just not like get someone who can play basketball. It pans know? out very rarely, especially now nowadays. Like. Yeah. If you don't have the hands, then you're probably not going to go far with size. Although I will say, I remember, I remember you guys talking about um, like small players in the playoffs having trouble scoring. Yeah. And then I was thinking about Damian, Damian Lillard totally disproved that theory. He can shoot from anywhere on the court. He's just like, he's, he's just crazy. But I mean, you well, he's, he's an exception. He shoots from, the logo. Yeah. Like most other players, they're shooting around the three point line or in the paint, you know, like he's shooting, pulling one step across half court. It's like, well, how do you stop that? Like you, you there's know. three players in the league that do that. Like, like there's know. no stopping that. But I mean, look at Kim, but he's struggling because they're throwing so much size at him all the time. And then he's got to play defense on these guys who are twice his size. And like, man, that's wears on you over a series for sure. Like you're going to mm-hmm. struggle offensively just off that. Yeah, I, wings are like like the six seven wing. You need say, a good one to win. Yeah, no doubt. Jimmy Butler is right in that category. You know that's and why he's on like kind of the shorter side of that category. Yeah, I think he's like at least he's not considered. He's not like a. Uh, he's not a tiny guard. You know, no, he's, well, he's not yeah. soft. That's the yeah. Big he's not soft. A lot of them are soft, and he's not afraid to like. You know, go at somebody. <laughs> I think the Pistons should get Jeremy Grant from Denver. We need that's what we need. Like a, a wing. We've never had a wing. I wouldn't I mean he's a solid pick. Jeremy Grant really impressed me. He got paid. Season. He got paid off the series for sure. He's yeah, his 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 price went up. Yeah, no doubt. I'm not sure I'll I would definitely wouldn't like try to max him out, but No, but he's good. Like, I mean, as soon as we went into the locker room, I would have been like, hey, 
<laughs> so next year, Jeremy, come to the come to the office real quick. <laughs> hey, you saw you saw the GM after the game. He was having a nice long talk with them. You know, yeah. Already, already late, like, hey, man. Like, come get this big next year. Like, <laughs> you don't got to. I'm gonna go against you. Gonna don't have to guard you. You don't have to guard me. Knock down threes. Like, hey, he's he's ahead of everybody already. He was their third, which is crazy. Like, yeah. it was Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Grant. Yeah, yeah he he, he kind of stepped above Gary Harris and um, Monte Morris and all those guys. Yeah, he, he like I said, he definitely got paid after the series. So, somebody's going to have to pay him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Denver can pay him and everybody else, but yeah. they should try to run it back. Our own kind of draft picks or G League or you know cheap trades, nothing, nothing big. So, I mean, what's going on with Blake Griffin? That's the that's a oh, really good question. Like, uh, he's got a TV show coming out. I know that. A reality show. He's got a yeah, like I said, it's like a comedy. He's officially thing. retired. No, I just know that he's been spending a lot of time doing doing like comedy stuff. Interesting. Uh, well, I'd be forgetting about Blake. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's, oh, there, he's on Detroit. Last time, I mean, I mean, his first year in Detroit, he actually had a really, really good year. Like, he played different style of basketball. He wasn't like Blake about the win. It was like shooting threes and being a playmaker and passing. Like, if he could just be healthy for a whole year, I think he's actually a player that's changed his game enough to be good. At a later stage, he's just not a match. He's not like a match guy. He's definitely changed his game because he couldn't shoot at all when he no, came. No. Now he's pretty decent. Yeah. He, I was shocked when he started shooting mid range. I was shocked when he started shooting threes. Well, yeah. But like, yeah. Like, knock him down consistently. He is. <laughs> I think if he has a healthy start, maybe we'll trade him at the deadline, you know, just because. Someone could use him. It's just we really. Yeah, I wouldn't. I feel like they got him to kind of build around him. Like I wouldn't try to build around like at this point in his career. He could be like a Corliss Williamson for a team next year. Like like when he was on the Pistons, like a sixth man who just could like actually get points in the paint in the playoffs. I think he could do that. Hmm. He's he's like big enough, you know. He's strong. And he can hit three. He never defined himself as a player. Like he doesn't have a a role like that he could stick to like that's the problem with some of these players like that's what Dwight's failing was like he never could like stick to the game plan like it, if if Blake decided because these things we're saying about the threes if he's not the guy we want to shoot threes then if we put in the game and he started shooting threes then the guy that we got in the game shooting to shoot the threes is again his touches you know and like you know it just leads to turnover. He's just not doing his, his job. And I think that it it just looks like he doesn't care. <laughs> like, I think he just wants to keep playing basketball to keep his, his basketball superstar. You talking about Blake stuff? Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, he's not on a winning team, man. So it's like, I think he's just – like, if I think if he was on a team that was competitive, you know, he'd just get more into it. You know, but – he might write it out in Detroit. You might be right. He'll just write it out. I can be the guy here. 
you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, getting, he's getting like 40 million a year for the next couple of years. Yep. Oh, I'm going to sit on the bench. Yeah. I think him, Russ, <laughs> him, Russ and, um, and, uh, uh, Chris Paul are like the three highest paid players, right? Currently. Something like that. Years. Well, Russ, I understand because he was MVP and he averaged up double three years, which is fucking insane. I think Dame Lillard, because of his, um, his, he renegotiated his contract after he got, how many seasons was he with them? There's some kind of max contract he got because he had never left and he was drafted by the. Yeah. I don't know, but I know Chris Paul on like a per year, he's definitely top three thanks to Houston. Yeah. But Chris Paul proved himself. Chris Paul is great. That was awesome. I love seeing it. Like everybody tried to write him off like he's washed. Like, no, it's just Houston's system. Like, if you're not James Harden, or you're not just a knockdown three point shooter. Like you're not gonna look great all the time. That system, the possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Russ looked exactly how I thought he was gonna look when he got there. Even though he played really good in the regular season, I what he looked like in the playoffs was like how I thought it was gonna work for like when he doesn't shoot threes. Like, yeah. There's no big guy. Like you're gonna be just going to the rim every time, that's not going to work. Like, especially not in playoffs. Like. For real. Did you see how many times LeBron oh, he was just, he was, blowing, he was blowing him at one point. It was ridiculous. Like, he was, every time he drove the rim, LeBron would just leave his guy and just go straight to block his shit. Like, <laughs> oh, Westbrook's driving. <laughs> that changed his game. I just don't know if it'll ever happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that Chris Paul actually looks the best out of that group. Yeah. For real. It's not that weird because Chris Paul is a point guy, point, the point guy. Like, in terms he of point guard, than the, he's the guy. Yeah. He's just hard to play with. <laughs> he's demanding, which is great when you have young guys because you can't really talk back to him. Put Chris Paul on, on like, Boston, and, and they win the championship. They're talking about Chris really? Paul, Milwaukee. They were talking about trading. Oh my god, that'd be a good, that'd be a good fit, man. That's that'd, what be, that'd be sick. It definitely upgrade from Bledsoe because that was a horrible decision to pay him. Like that was ridiculous. Oh my god, yeah. Especially when, yeah, they, uh, the, the dude they let go to Indiana was like so much better, and they had the uh, Brogdon, the choice, right? Yeah, yeah, so much better. Younger, he's got upside. And- yeah. Bigger. Bledsoe's only like 5'10". Yeah. yeah. You guys think Bledsoe, Travis is oh. that's what they, that's his, his length as everyone talks about. But, yeah. Can't shoot. <laughs> can't shoot. Can't – can barely finish. Like, man, that was terrible. He only – I've never understood why people are so hyped on him because he's only had like a good 20 games in his entire NBA career. Right. A 20-game stretch where it was like, oh, he looks really good when he's at Phoenix when – they were losing every single game, but it's like, come on. The fact that they really maxed him out was was insane. I think I think next year the Suns are going to be really really good because I think Booker is like actually going to be in his prime and he looks awesome. I yeah, think, he looks if, and I think on this run they would have lost Devin Booker, but I think because they went on this run, he might stay. 
Yeah. I mean, if it's a good offer, he should leave. Do you think the Nets are going to be good? Just because yeah. of KD, yeah, you're always going to be good. Yeah, because KD said word on the street is KD's been playing and he feels he feels like he's himself. Oh, that's cool. He's playing right now, 100% back. Just so <laughs> it sounds like it's. I don't know about Kyrie, but <laughs> I know that Kyrie's the X factor. Which Kyrie are you gonna get? Be honest, with you. and I hate the DeAndre Jordan sign. I just the whole thing seems silly to me. But yeah, it's kind of good. Like you know what Vince Carter said. Vince Carter said uh, DeAndre Jordan can be the their third like best, the third uh, star on that team. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> DeAndre, yeah. he's better than him. <laughs> What's his yeah, name? the pro is way better. Yeah, yeah, like he's better than DeAndre Jordan. Why are you even signing him? It's just like a friend signing. I'm know? like, dude, nobody's yeah. uh, DeAndre Jordan is. Only time Dodger Jordan was ever considered good was when he had Chris Paul who would throw him a lob every other play. Yeah. De- DeAndre Jordan is is our era's uh, Ben Wallace. <laughs> Without the defense, though. <laughs> Don't disrespect Ben Wallace like that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> ben Wallace locked up Shaq, bro. Like, that's a different – Ben Wallace five locking up Shaq. Like, oh, my God. He, he also had probably the most important – Balls at the free throw line. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we were used to that in Detroit because Rodman, when he was in Detroit, was like very similar. Like, good air ball, good air ball free throws all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like that, Rick Mahorn, all of them. Like, <laughs> for real. Losers. Like, that's what Dwight is reminding me of. Like, he's like, if if I were playing against him, I would hate it because he's like he's he's looking like just like he's trying to go out of his way to like intimidate people in a way that's almost like cheesy, but like it, it like, seems to be working. <laughs> yeah, it definitely worked. Look at right you. next to their huddle when the team was huddled up, and he's just like, "Oh hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just on the court. I don't like." <laughs> I feel like every championship team needs like one of those guys. Like you had Draymond, you know, you had Dwight, you have you know yeah. one of those guys. That's his role, man. He's totally picked he a good role. He fully bought in. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron. Yeah, I think that he got Jokic really out of his game in the last few games, the last, like, two and a half. Like, I think Dwight really messed his game up. Like, Jokic, I feel like, was ineffective after that. Yeah. Jokic is still the best. Do you think that – Porzingis. So, if I call him a center, just be it out there. I would pick Spurs before I'd pick Jokic. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Not a chance. I'm sorry. Not a chance. I would. Porzingis is giving you triple doubles? Or what? Like, what are you talking about? Did you not just see Jokic against the Clippers? Like, are you kidding me? Did Porzingis had a triple double in the in the when? Before he stopped playing, see, stop lying because you can't even. I, if I asked you, if I asked you, tell me when he did it. You couldn't tell me. Tell me. I mean, he sat out the last the end of the uh, the series. Jokic had a thirty point triple double against the Clippers, bro. Like, I know. He shoots the ball so oddly, and it just like goes straight up and never hits the rim, straight through the net, <laughs> like nothing. <you> can do. <laughs> 
It's cool. It's just nice. He's a better passer. Way better passer. Better passer. By far. Yeah, he's probably the best passing center in the league for sure. For sure. Doncic was actually – Doncic surprised me. I didn't think he was going to be dominant. He did not surprise me. We were playing in Europe for a while now. Like, what he's about. I knew he was coming. Like, all, everybody who's playing in Europe knew he was coming. Like, this kid is special. Yeah, that's what Lamella is going to look like in two years. He's just going to dominate. And people are going to be like, oh, shit, he's the best ball brother. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, he, we always knew he was going to be the best one. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not really saying that much to be the best ball brother. Exactly. Yeah. But that's why it's going to be funny when they, they're going to start saying it. it's going to be a headline. It's like, are we comparing them? There's only one brother you can compare him to. And <laughs> that's a lot like that. <laughs> And he's not really looking too hot right now. Like he was out there airballing layups and shit. Like I was like, man. <laughs> I mean, shit. So is Paul George. No, I'm just <laughs> no he was airballing jump shots, not layups. <laughs> I mean, there were. Oh my god, there have been some terrible layups. That um Celtics Miami first half or whatever. It seemed like one of those. Games, I forget what it was, but they were like on back and forth for like five minutes, not scoring, and they were just smoking left. I think both of those teams can exhaust each other on defense, where they just it could be like an eighty to eighty-five game, you know? Yeah, for sure. And also, dudes don't shoot layups anymore. <laughs> like, there's people who literally can't do anything but shoot a three. So, like, the game is changed for a lot of people. Like. There's a lot of players in the NBA nowadays that if you watch them play, you'd be like, how are you in the NBA? Like, because they're specialists. Like, they literally just do one thing really well, and that's it. They don't get asked to do anything else. When does, uh, when does this, when's the season start in Europe? Uh, we just started, actually. So, so, like, coronavirus is not as much of a problem there? Well, it's not the U.S., so Europe handled it, handled it like, much better, yes. Yeah. So, like, but like, our fans going to be able to come to the games and stuff? Uh, they have like a. It's still like to, to like twenty five to fifty percent capacity, but I think mm. they're about to be full capacity probably pretty soon. Yeah. That's so they, awesome. They were basically out of lockdown all summer since June. Mm. While we were, you know, doing what we were doing, they were. Definitely- <laughs> Well back before we were like, well, we still aren't. U.S. still isn't, but that's cool. Well, congratulations on being able to live life fearlessly. <laughs> <laughs> so the vaccine is coming out. Are you guys first in line on this one, or what's going on? Never. Nope. Not not until not until like the I know that like doctors have tested it. And well, they have to test it before they release it at all, right? Not if you, uh, not if you, <laughs> not if you like take over control of the CDC and the FDA, which just they did happened. say this was the lowest, like, uh, what they lowered, like, the qualifying bar to like get released to the public, or whatever. Like, this is the lowest it's like ever been for a vaccine, so they can get it out faster, basically. Yeah. Well, the, we got terrifying news in one of the trials, and they made it basically made everyone who was trying to do the same method of extracting the virus have to double back 
because of the one result in this other lab. And it's so it like ripple effects, but no, it really hasn't hit the public like that. But basically a patient got a disease. It's like, oh, or like three in a million chance to get. And like only like a third of people like fully recover from it. And a third of people die and a third, just like have this ailment forever. And, and they didn't know if it was a result of it or what. So basically because a person from the trial who was healthy before it had this, it basically made all of the coronavirus vaccines that were using this particular method have to like restart. Yeah, that's crazy. I, mean, I, I won't be first. Well, that's all I'm saying. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump in because I don't know what else I might get because I got this vaccine. I feel like they're gonna give it to people like working on the front lines if it's legit first, anyways, right? And yeah, it's gonna go to like uh, you know. I can totally see the Trump administration pushing to get something out for just good news, you know. Yeah. Before the election, right before, like the week before the election, to try right? To, well, hey, we got a vaccine now, and there's no way, like, who knows how many tests that that thing didn't have to pass? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, so yeah. That's what I'm saying. They they actually found out that um, the right CDC right? has done a bunch of like studies and and recommendations and written reports that Donald Trump's administration will then take and reword and put it out on CDC letterhead, but like it wasn't written by scientists and they've now done the same thing at the FDA. So like, basically like, it's like, they're trying, like he, he wants to win. He wants to win more than he wants to protect him. So if it makes him look good and might get him reelected then he's going to do whatever it takes. That's crazy. He's like the bill Belichick of elections. You know, I think that's our second Bill Belichick reference uh, today. <laughs> you got something against my man, Bill? Come on, man. So I can't I'm, I'm, just saying that, I'm just saying he'll cheat if he has to, you know? He's a winner. That's a that's Donald Trump, those winners. So. Well, yeah, but he'll cheat. I mean, he'll cheat. He's really bad. He's actually bankrupted so many things. Oh, man. He's got the illusion of a winner. So we got to find someone that's got the illusion of a winner but has actually like lost so many times. I mean, does he though? I mean, well, I would say to the general. Is the Paul George of president? The general. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reference right there. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, no, <laughs> Oh man, don't get me started again, man. I hate that guy so much. I can't believe it. Yeah. Nah, he's, he's, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's been he hard. Just love his music so much. It's just been hard, you know? I know. He's just yeah. such a dickhead. He's such a dickhead. I can't, every time something comes on, I have to decide whether to change it or not. I'm like, oh, I used to love that song. Can I listen to it? <laughs> he's, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I let it rock, though. I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> it's hard not to, for sure. But then, I mean, that's, then his voice will make you think of something he did recently, and then that's when he turned it off. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was the problem that I had going to see him, going to see his concert. Though it's like he he could do like a forty-five minute just medley of like 
the best 60 seconds of every song he's made and it would be like the best concert of all time and instead he just like stops and talks a bunch of shit for 45 minutes <laughs> and sounds crazy it's like just like play something please right. yeah he just that loves having cool. the audience you know <laughs> yeah he does kind of like Trump Twitter might be one of the worst things that have ever been invented quite honestly <laughs> I deleted it. Uh, I deleted it from my phone like a week ago, and um, my girlfriend commented like, "Oh, you've been like a lot. You've been a lot more cheerful this week." <laughs> cheerful. Uh, That's okay. definitely the Twitter and the Facebook effect for sure. <laughs> I deleted Facebook uh, seven years ago. Oh, yeah. I, I don't have, only, it's only gotten worse. I know that's right here. Yeah, I, well, around this time, it's like just a bunch of grandmothers passing, like totally, like just propaganda lies, like all about the election. It's just like mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. You're not. Yeah, it's really weird because every time, yeah, what's crazy is like information suppression on social media is like at an all-time high. It's so disgustingly crazy, like. Like just simple things about like voting and like how to register and stuff is getting like flagged as like um, possibly inappropriate. <laughs> and it's like telling people like their rights and like how to vote. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening, but. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, to be honest, the only time I check Twitter is to see Skip Bayless reaction after LeBron wins a game. Oh my God, Skip! Is it's, always, it's always worth a read. <laughs> I do that, but then I check Nick Wright just just so I can get the like the the full fledged like LeBron lover effects. So it's both. I keep it equal. Like Skip I, got, and- I go him, and then I go to Shannon Sharp's Instagram because it's you know it's like the best because <laughs> he's gonna be flexing in the mirror <laughs> with his LeBron jersey on. <laughs> Or he'll be posting some meme about the Clippers for the fifth day in a row. Like, it's hilarious. I'm always, I'm always surprised that people care about Skip Bayless. Like, that anyone cares about, you know? Like, He's the biggest basketball troll. I know, but he also, like, has never played basketball. So, it's like, why? Like I don't know. He did average, what, two points in high school. So, yeah. <laughs> JV. Yeah. So, there's that. 2.2, I think. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people only care. People only ever cared because he was like the most openly hateful person about like LeBron at a time when like LeBron was the best player in the world. So yeah. people like like wait, this guy said what? You know, then just just had to keep tuning tuning in. And now I only watch because Shannon Sharp, but Shannon Sharp. Well, when he was him and Stephen A, it was like him and Stephen A. So it was like the dynamic at first. It was really like that was the best sports show to get two guys yelling at each other about sports and then now it's it's sort of uh i mean i still check for Stephen a on that with max that's kind of funny sometimes when he be getting mad at max kellerman but uh nah but skip skip at least max will say perfect he just has perfect max will at least say he's wrong skip will never admit he's wrong like even if you pull a videotape of him literally saying the thing that he said he didn't say yeah, he'll be like, you know, even though you think that I meant by saying that they were going to lose, 
that I meant that them losing means I wanted them to lose. But what I really was saying, like, Skipper, like, twist his words. And be like, so I was really right when I said that. Like, you know how LeBron just had, like, 15, the last, like, 15 straight points for the Lakers to end the game? Yeah. yeah. His tweet was something like, uh, the real dagger of the game was Danny Green's shot when they were up by four with, like, five minutes to go. That was the real dagger of the game. <laughs> yeah, like well, LeBron just went on to like scored 15 straight points like the next five minutes to end the game. And, like the real dagger yeah. was the one Danny Green shot he made all game with four minutes to go in the game. It's like ridiculous. Like, was, wasn't that an assist from LeBron anyway? It was, yes. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's just hilarious. It's just like, dude, like, he, hey, he's got to keep his money. That's how, that's how he makes his money, like, literally. That's trolling, man. It is. He knows. I think he literally, would like, like the word cap in hip-hop, like, oh, he's capping. He's the big, he caps a lot. He just, he, he's a troll. He does things for dramatic effect, knowing that he's lying and he doesn't believe it. Just, just because he knows it'll make people react to it. And it works every time. Can't help it. Just every time. Because he'll say some ridiculous, like, like there's no way you can believe it as a serious fan of, of the sport kind of stuff. And he'll say it with a straight face. <laughs> I don't get it either, but I get that it's entertaining. But uh, I like when guys get on there and they just talk about, like, stats, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, more nerdy. That's my vibe, I guess. But yeah, that's yeah. like that's old school sports center. Those days are gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, what's his face? Marcellus Wiley and uh Acho. Their show's pretty good. I don't I don't even don't watch ESPN anymore like I used to. Yeah, I don't either. I don't watch it either. I remember high school I'd literally come home every day and watch it for like two hours straight. And yeah. every day, and now I like literally don't even turn it on ever. Yeah, just for the NBA, <laughs> just for the playoffs. That's the only thing I'm watching. I stream mine, so not even then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Daniel. I wanted to ask you about the uh, the location in the um um vertical video. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about the uh, because I thought that was cool, like way to tie in like the sports because it was like a a stadium sort of. <laughs> well, that's where the Pistons played in the Bad Boys era, and the 2004 champions. They were all at the Palace. Uh, that's what called. And um, yeah, basically, it's been like a year. It's been kind of stripped down, and I saw it driving by seeing like the skeleton of it and I thought man it'd be cool to like film in there and then we just kind of talked me Josh and our manager and we were just trying to think of ideas and then I just said so the thought was I would go in there and film so I went like two days before it was uh so I went and filmed myself in front of it like the skeleton of it kind of snuck in and like set up a keyboard and just kind of goofed around then I went through the rubble and mm. was kind of I don't know just got some shots but then found out a couple of days later it was actually going to blow up and that it was like it would be gone entirely and I, I wouldn't be able to keep going back there to get more shots yeah okay well I gotta get some more shots and we thought wouldn't it be sweet if we just 
somehow were filming while it was exploding. So I showed up uh, the morning that it was uh, scheduled. It was like 8 a.m. It was scheduled to blow up or something like that. It was pretty early. And um, we just set up right in front of it, man, on the highway. A bunch of other people were there just watching it. Uh, but I had my back to it, and I was just playing, playing music as my buddy was filming it. And um, it was so loud. Uh, it, was, it was crazy. It was weird to be that close to an explosion, knowing that, okay, I'm probably safe, but, like, I'm not even looking at it. I'm just, <laughs> you can't see debris coming your way or anything, like... And all of a sudden, like, all this stuff's coming over, and, like, you're seeing bits and pieces fall down, and you're just you're still trying to go. It was crazy, man. Uh, but, yeah, just it was, it was one of those things where I, I've had – I loved that the, that the um, stadium moved to Detroit. It just makes way more sense. Um, but that doesn't mean – there's so many good memories there. Josh was a ball boy, right? No, I was – I, I would have been. Ah, so one shining moment. Uh, but we mm-hmm. we went we went to tons of games there. Solid championship games. Um, it, it's just it's a really it was an actually ahead of its time stadium too. So it was just kind of like an ode to that. And um, yeah, it seemed to make sense with the song that was talking about having no vertical. Yeah. So uh, yeah. No, I like that. I like the editing too. Like there were little like quirks that kind of go with your guys' aesthetic a little bit. Just like I, uh, Dan did all that. He did everything. I had. I literally had like nothing to do with this video. <laughs> nice. Cause yeah, even like catching certain cuts on the on the lyrics was nice. You know. Yeah. Thanks, man. Definitely. I'm, I'm like an amateur dipping my feet into this, and I, I really enjoy making it. So. I'm hoping I can keep doing it, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I did it, like, ran it through, like, VHS stuff to make it look kind of 90s, you know, early 90s, late 80s. Um, so I had a lot of fun doing that. Awesome. Well, talked a lot of basketball. Um, I'm sure you guys have a lot of music. You know, you guys are still working on them, planning on the future, but right now it's all about that Swish EP, which is out along with a very cool bundle and probably the coolest vinyl I've ever seen, honestly. Um, so people can definitely go out and get that right now. Everything is, everything's released. Watch the video, buy the bundle, you know, give them some, give them some likes, some follows. And, you know, we always love having you guys on. It's always a good, good talk and great to have Daniel on this time too. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us again. Praise yeah, you know, let me guys, you know, get your next project out of there. You know, want to do something. We'd love to, you know, kick back and chat about it and, you know, play it for everybody and, you know, just catch up if you guys would love to join us, you know. Thanks. I, uh, maybe, maybe we got to go to Italy so that we can, like, start working. <laughs> Actually, I, it's, it's so funny because I have a friend who, uh, um, is dating um, another musician who like is uh, is a kid of one of the Beatles, and I was I was texting her the other day, and I was like, "Where are you guys at?" She's like, oh, "We're in Italy." And I, was, I was thinking like, "Oh, I wonder why." I guess it's because it's like normal there. <laughs> if you have enough money, you just like you have enough money, you just go where it's normal. Leave the country. Yeah. 
Yeah, Italy was on a crazy lockdown. Like they had one of the most strict ones. So Which I believe it. Terrible, right at first, they were really bad, and then they just went. They went all in. Yeah, they got hit the hardest probably in Europe for sure. And also it's compounded because, you know, they have a older generation that lives, they all live together and like live on, you know, basically on top of each other. So it's like, it was just compounded. And then like their hospitals started getting a little overrun and all that. So they shut down fully for like two and a half months, almost three months, like straight, like not, not our lockdown where it's like, Oh, you can't go to the gym. Oh, you can't go to the club. Like, no, like you can't leave your house unless you're like going to groceries or like walking your dog or something like that. Permission. One person must have written permission to, to leave the house and do the shopping like for, for um, two and a half months straight. So people didn't literally weren't allowed to leave their homes for two months. So do they pay everyone like some sort of basic income during that? I don't know. Yeah, um, I won't say they pay in basic income, but they like obviously they they help their people. Like they, all the countries here really help their people more than just like a you know one time twelve hundred dollar check. Like they actually like took care of you know people. Like hey, they said hey for the best for the good of the country, we need you to stay inside. But we know to stay inside, you need help. So they did. You know, it's not like you know they. It's a little different culturally, so yeah, they took care of the people here, and then it was it was an incredibly hard time in Europe for like those two three months. But because they did that, like they were able to open back up almost fully, basically in the summer. Like everybody's kind of just chilling, yeah. Yeah, it's like the Canada did that. They they gave every everyone in the country like two thousand dollars a month for like two and a half months. Mm. Um, and then, then it's like stopped the spread. So like they've gotten it to the point where there's like two cases in Alberta, which is like, it'd be like two cases in the Midwest of the United States. Yeah. And, and then they were just like, all right, now you have to, you can't come in the country unless you're working. And if you're, if you're coming into work, you have to quarantine for 14 days. They'll pay for you to be in a hotel room for 14 days. And like they have someone who's assigned to like get you whatever you need and like make sure you're not leaving. Yeah. But They've like eliminated it now, so now everything's totally back to normal, except for concerts. There's no longer concerts, so I like all the restaurants are open. I mean, and there's two ways to go about it. You can either bitch and moan about everything and like fight it all the way and drag it out even longer, or you can do it in one one very tough period and then kind of get start to actually get back to normal sooner. Like you know, so I think Trump tried to be the cool dad, like the dad who's got his kids one weekend a month, and so he's like, you can't, you can't have sugar at your mom's house, but like, you can have sugar here, you know, like, you don't have to wear your mask around me. And then, and then the governors are like the mom, you know, he's just like, that's the governor's fault. You can't, you have to wear a mask. It's the governor's fault. Like, I think it's like that same psychology and it's so, well, he doesn't want the blame. so dumb. Right. Exactly. But he also wants everyone to think he's like the cool guy. Like, yeah, he doesn't hey, don't wear your mask. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he says that we do doing it. Uh, the U.S. did extremely well. Well, I think there's only two countries that had more deaths than we did COVID-related, and neither one of those are first-world countries. So, I don't know. People can do their own, <laughs> make their own opinion about that. You know, it's not like we have the the biggest population in the world either. So, it's like, I don't know. I feel like we either did a lot better job and been back to normal before now. It's like, man, what well, is normal? Glad you're Glad you're reaping the benefits of sanity. Oh yeah, cool. it's, it's nice being outside and just 
enjoying <laughs> things and not worrying too much about what's going on. It's definitely a different, <laughs> it's a good reset from the four months that were just in, well, still insane in the US, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, think, think that's about it. Uh, like I said, yeah, everybody go cool. check out Swish EP for sure. Um, we'll have links to everything in the description of this podcast when it goes up. Thank you guys again for joining us. It's always always a good chat. And let's get the king that fourth ring, you know, <laughs> this year. Coming soon. And uh, hopefully the Pistons can figure it out at some point in the future. <laughs> 2027. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully your kids have a better have have a better Pistons memory than than you guys for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Take it. All right, guys. Thank you. Keep living life, fearless. Peace.